I do not have a release. I do not have a what's new. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I got busy doing my job. And I came here like a slob. I'm sorry, my friend Bob. I don't have a friend named Bob. What's new, Nate? Uh, another huck date, pup date, whatever we're calling this segment. If you're new to if you're new to the show, Huck is Nate's new pup. How old is he now, Nate? Four months, five months? Uh, four, four and a half, almost five months. Okay, and he's a poodle pointer. He's a poodle pointer. He's a schmoopy um, baby. Yeah, he's a cutie. Took him on his first wild quail hunt this weekend. Past weekend. Um, got an invite from a buddy who has a couple of, uh, wire German wire hairs and he's like, Hey, uh, bring the dog. We'll try to find some wild quail at this undisclosed management area in Georgia. I said, sure, let's do it. So we went out, we walked about five and a half, six miles through some thick, nasty stuff and didn't point a bird, but it was fun. We got out, got the, uh, huck to run with some other dogs uh, I was pretty happy with the way he ran this weekend. He uh, pretty much stayed out in front of us and searched for the most part. Some of the thicker stuff he would kind of pile in right behind you and just be like, hey, make a make a hole for me. <laughs> um, but uh, for the most part, he did, he did well. Uh, and uh, pretty happy with how it turned out. It was just a, it was a good day to get out and fun day to walk around in the woods for a few hours so 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 no we're gonna try to fun. we're gonna try to try to do it again before the season's out season ends at the end of the month so no, no wild quail harvested yet over the huck but no. but you're getting him out and and pursuing yeah oh yeah the more experience he gets out in the woods the better this is i'm about to about to break your heart nate but this is a true statement i'm about to make you really only have 10 seasons left with him <gasps> dang man come on don't do that to me. Not now. I know. What the it's heck? It's too early for that. Okay. It's too no, early for you've that. You've got to maximize your What's opportunities with the pup. With like you, Trav. What's new with you? Besides <laughs> ripping everyone's heart out of their chest, <laughs> smoking it on a Green Mountain Grill, uh, and then serving it to them on a platter. Um, I'm going to tell you what's new with me, but on the what's new list on our board, we do not have the Super Bowl thread, and we need to discuss what we predict is going to happen at some point in here <laughs> because we're recording before we've set that up, but we're hopeful. We're very hopeful. But anyway, what's new with me is um, we've been working really hard to put out some additional content on cast and blast Florida. In addition to I've just noticed. podcasts. Have you noticed this? Yeah, I've noticed. And it's not just our names over it. Um, so Chad Rashar has sent us a whole bunch of recipes we've been putting up there. We've got more of those to come. Um, Dan Daniels, written some pieces for us we've put out uh most recently like a primer on, on calling ducks in florida and uh cameron bissell is a name that you guys are going to get to know coming up soon uh if you don't know who cameron is he's the guy that went all out on his uh vintage hunting photos that wasn't john fury and cam has written i think at this point three or four pieces that we've got kind of scheduled and in the pipeline to to put out to you guys so sweet hof hopefully everybody's enjoying that stuff um 
we're not publishing it just to publish the noise. Like we, we really like the pieces that we got and we're really happy with the content and super excited about that. Like it, it, it makes us feel kind of like a real website, right? Like we're all kind of grown up a little bit. Almost, almost like, like we're in our, uh, we're finding ourselves. Yeah. You know, we're into that discovery phase. We're like our junior year in college. Maybe what's new with you, Emily? Gross. I hated everything about what you just said. <laughs> Uh, what's new with me is that I am, as of this recording going live, I'm one workout away from being halfway done with my current beach body program. Nice. Which I'm super, super enjoying. And, uh, Nate's wife, Catherine, official wife of the show has been, I don't know how that works. Would you be the <laughs> official wife of the show? I'm a co-host though. Gotcha. Okay. So, so okay. Catherine's official wife of the show then. I feel fine about that. Okay. I'm fine with that too. Until I marry my first woman and then she will be the official wow, wife of the that's, show. That's not, that took a turn. That, <laughs> that has a lot of questions being asked. Oh, oh man. man. That was a little joke for everyone. Um, anyway, how's she feeling? How's she? You've been watching her do it, right? Uh, how's that going? Yeah. Let's yeah. analyze Catherine um, who's not here to represent herself. I just want to know what she, Nate's thoughts are about it. No, it's great. I, you know, this morning she did a workout this morning mm-hmm. and I was in the other room, um, not working out and um i heard several four-letter words come out of her mouth this morning um a lot of like are you bleeping kidding me with this move or are you yeah so um anyway but she no she's really enjoying it and um she does feel good and um feels like it is actually working so that's awesome um she's having a she's having a good time that, that's funny because today was uh I was working out Travis was in the other room like not working out but when I came out he said uh, I heard I heard you this morning to clarify I was in the other room dicing celery carrots and onions for your that wasn't when I was working out oh it wasn't no but when I came out from my workout you said I heard you yeah I did I could hear her coming through like the other our master bedroom is behind like an exterior wall uh-huh. and I could hear her there's two sets of doors between where I was and where Travis was and he wow. he said he could hear me um so much fun so hard but that's like if it's not hard why do you would you even do it yeah no it's this seems like a program you've really enjoyed and you got a fun group going <sighs> so fun 20 people just giving it their all it's amazing what is noteworthy? Um, new segment that we added in this year. We're going to talk about a few things going on in the conservation world, hunting, fishing stuff. First up is this coming weekend is the American Daughters Conservation Clay Shoot in Lithia. I think you can still register a team for that. I said it last week. I mean it. In my heart of hearts, I've seen some of you shoot and you could benefit from a day spent at the clay range. <laughs> and it would benefit American Daughters Conservation, which is a great organization in our state doing a lot of good things. Um, also had the pleasure of interviewing Elizabeth Bland, who's the state president of ADC. And so she's going to be one of our conversations in this coming season of conversations. So already got that nice. one in the can. Uh, also, uh, the youth hunt is this Saturday. So excited about that. I'll be getting Will of the Two Minute Will out there. Want some more heartbreaking, rip your heart out kind of news, Emily? I've got one year of youth hunts left with Will of the Two Minute Will who used to on this show come on and say, it's time for the two-minute Will with his little squeaky, sad voice. Do you want a funny uh, funny thing about Will that popped up on my Facebook memories? Yes. This was from 2015, so Will would have been nine. nine. He said, he walked, I remember this, he walked into the kitchen and said, please abort your eyes. 
And I said, do you mean avert your eyes? He's like, yes, that. And he turned around and walked out. (laughs) (laughs) And I loved it so much. I put it on Facebook. Facebook (laughs) memories are like the cruelest and funniest thing. They are hilarious. Depending on what you get. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mentioned season three of conversations that is underway. I got a post up in the group that's pinned as an pinned pinned as an announcement in Cast and Blast Florida, the group on Facebook. If you got somebody you want us to reach out to and do an interview with for the conversation series that we do on Thursdays, that'll be back in a few weeks. And we are already recording those, like I mentioned. But we're looking for any suggestions, people you guys want to hear from, interviews you guys want to hear. Are you about to jump in? Mm-mm. You sounded like you're about to jump in. I, I had some thoughts come in my head, but I, I don't want to just like word vomit ideas. People love when you word vomit ideas. I know, but it's not show. time for that right now. The uh, last thing I'll mention is February 25th and 26th. Um, the FWC commission meeting is happening. It feels like we just had one like five minutes ago, but we're having another one. And we were hopeful there would be some discussion around the RHA, the restricted hunting area rule change. There is not going to be. So they're going in with the exact same draft rule that they had proposed for the December meeting. Um, There's been a change in chairman of the commission. So we're going to be looking for an angle and a plan of attack on that because uh, obviously our letter is still in play in effect and we've got all the groups signed on. We've got all the individuals signed on, but you're going to see me talking about that some in the next couple of weeks because it's going to become hot and heavy again. So RHAs are coming back to the forefront of the conversation. Before we move, does anybody have anything to say about any of that? Uh, Just a really quick comment that if you're a listener of the show and you haven't joined the the Facebook group, it's called Cast and Blast Florida, the group. You have to type the group after Cast and Blast Florida. Um, We talk a lot about the RHAs on there. There's some really good educational debate that takes place on that um, page, debate and discussion, really nothing ugly or anything. But if you want to sort of get caught up on what all that means, and I think Trav's going to talk about this a little bit later too, but... um, Make sure you join the group. It's so fun. It's a lot of crazy, but it's also a lot of education. Yeah. We let a lot of stuff go in there just for the fun and the community of it. But, um, and before Nate, do you have anything you want to add? You looked, you looked uh, ready to say things. No, uh, <clears throat> just be involved, be aware and make your voice heard. Yeah. Those meetings. Yes. Uh, before we move into the, we've got a fun episode today. We are bringing back, the anonymous mailbag and I have compiled a bunch of these. I sent these over to Nate and Emily to, to pre-read the questions uh, last night. There, there's some heavy hitters in here. There's some heavy there's hitters. Some in here. Heavy. There's some serious. I mean, this is like, whoo. Okay. Um, but before we get to that, I need to tell you about one of our sponsors. That is Fletcher Hallett, Hallett insurance, 904-315-5812. You can call or text or email F Hallett at Hallett ends.com. Uh, Tis the season. We're winding down, duck season we're getting into fishing season sheep's head bite is on fire you're getting ready to go out there i've seen a lot of tournaments pop up it's a good time to get your boat insurance shopped uh fletcher can write it all whatever you want him to write boat home auto life commercial you name it he can write it 904-315-5812 we say it every week if you don't want to make the call you can just text him and say hey i'm a guy that heard your thing or a gal that heard your thing on the cast and blessed florida podcast and he will get you rolling on some insurance quotes there's no risk in getting a quote you can shop it and then see if you like it or don't how would you remember to spell hallett emily double the l's and double the t's hallett for all your insurance needs you said you didn't like it. Anymore, so <laughs> oh so. my god! Wow. So. Well, I I'm I 
<laughs> no. I, I mean, that is what you said. I miss it now. I was expecting well, it, and then it was gone. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> maybe he'll we'll bring see how I feel. I'm going to have to discount wow. Fletcher's ad now. because I thought part Nate of the was song frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's Nate? <laughs> okay. Ooh, uh, Anonymous Mailbag has been one of the most requested episodes by our listeners for a long time. We have a fantastic uh, mix of questions in this mailbag. Emily, do you want to read these to us? Yeah, I think that's a, that's how we do it. Okay. So uh, just take us through them. All I think of them have... at one time or just one at a time? No, just one at a time. Okay. And then we'll answer them. We'll solve uh, these problems for these people. This one's good. So, um, hey, Cast and Blast Florida. Love the show. Team Shirtless Nate. Uh, that's Thank you for saying that, listener. I don't feel like there's a team there. Is is there a team about that? Yeah, I feel like it's just Nate is Shirts shirtless and, and we just all know that. I don't like feel old like school it's basketball, like, pick up basketball game, like shirts and skins, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe they're just part of your fan club, Nate. I don't think we're maybe. like, I don't think we're like Jacob and, and whatever, Edward from Twilight. You've never even seen that. I know, but I'm familiar with it okay. colloquially right. enough to all be right. able to, to <laughs> use Moving it as on, an analogy. Let's not, let's not. Uh, need some advice from you guys on an argument I'm having with my dad. Dad says the hunting is fine, but that it's really become outdated and we don't need to hunt anymore. He grew up hunting, but never took me growing up. He did take my brother a few times. I've tried explaining hunting as conservation to him and why it's important, but he's convinced it's an outdated practice and we shouldn't do it. Do you have any advice on how to navigate this conversation? Mm. Um, so I've been thinking about this question a little bit as since I've read it. Um, yeah, so that's an interesting point of view, um, like the outdated argument. Um, so I'm just going to throw something out there. Um, I'm, and this is, so say we had 200 years, and that's being generous, 200 years of commercial farming, commercial meat production maybe, 200 years. And that's being generous. I, that might be shorter than that. And we've had thousands and thousands of years of human history right so within the last 200 years out of however many thousands of years his argument is hunting has become outdated in those 200 years my like i don't think anything that essential to human nature can be outdated in 200 years that's kind of my where i'm kind of coming at mm. this from so like on the spectrum of time overall it's just yeah just not like 200 years is like it's nothing mm -hmm. 200 years is nothing so but also i mean there's several points to be made here that's my first one um second one is the person says that they've tried to explain that hunting is conservation and so the way hunting is set up in this country is the reason we have wildlife in this country, the reason the wildlife didn't go extinct in the early 1900s, the reason we have white-tailed deer and elk and bears and ducks and whatever else you want to think about, uh, is because we've set up our conservation efforts around hunting and around people paying for the privilege to hunt or the right to hunt. I feel like hunting made a giant like they're living in the year 3000 when they came up with that right i mean that's in my mind that's like that's like in the future um that's if that's outdated then i mean we as a 
race are outdated. I feel like if that's if that idea of paying for the thing that you want to consume by your dollars like I, if that idea is outdated then then we're then we are outdated as a race anyway i have a lot i mean that's just a couple of random thoughts i had just i had a heart and i didn't have them like written down so it's probably a little jumbled but anyway outdated the outdated argument does not work for me mm. i don't think I, I agree with you i think the outdated argument is where this falls apart but here's the deal do you have any advice on how to navigate this conversation I'm not sure I have this conversation with my dad anymore. Like, and, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but it's your dad. Your dad loves you. Presumably like you, you have other good relationships and stuff you hunt. He chooses not to like first. Why, why do we have to have this conversation? It's like, it's like growing up. It was always, you stayed away from politics, religion and girls. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to be a denialist in that. Cause I think it's okay to have hard have hard conversations, but it sounds like you've had it. And right. you're both, I think that's part of the problem with America today is we get so ideologically entrenched that we're no longer open to the discussions anymore. Right. Um, I definitely think if he's saying it's an outdated practice, I would need here, here we go. Here's the first ding. If you're, if you're playing a drinking game, as you listen to this on Tuesday morning on your way to work, um, I'm going to say <laughs> we should unpack what he means by the word outdated because that, I just, I struggle with that. It, it, does he mean we should not hunt? Cause I think this is how Nate took it. We should not hunt to get meat or sustenance anymore. Does he mean, right. and so, and so then when does he get into, how does he feel about like Nate was talking commercial farming? And I don't know. I'm just not sure. I, I would need some more details about that conversation and where outdated fits into it because I'm just not, I'm not buying, I'm not buying yeah. that and I'm not buying where, where it falls down. But um, no, I, I totally agree. Like the whole, like if you're coming from an outdated position, if you say that in like you're a vegan, I'm like, okay, you sort of have, sure. You have like a moral compass that you're following and that is your line of sight. But if you eat meat and you say hunting's outdated, it's like, okay, that just doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I, so, I, I mean, mean, if you're, so you think, do you, like you said, we need to find out do you think that going out and killing your own meat is outdated or do you think that being an accessory to murder when those cows die in a slaughterhouse is that outdated? like so where's the where's the line drawn there so that's kind of you know i i think we need more information but also you give good advice i mean i if he's not budging then let bygones be bygones and yeah just like live your life yeah, exa- exactly. Let's not let that be a thing that drives a wedge between right. a, a father and daughter in this case, believe it or not. Oh, wow. This was from a, this was from a daughter. So, um, yeah, give us the next one because this is way more on brand for us. Um, I do have an opinion on the one. We oh, just I'm read. sorry. But uh, so but my, hang- my hang up is the word need. I could, I can see both sides of that coin because obviously at this moment in time, you can get meat if you have money. Okay. So you don't need so yeah like you don't need to hunt it's outdated i can understand where someone could follow that logic but saying that you shouldn't do it anymore well it could be a hobby in that case um so i just i think there's just a little bit of like absolutism happening there that is weird which is what you guys are saying but i can see where an older person might say 
you know, they think about waste differently than we do. So anyway, I think that's something Nate kind of alluded to when he was talking about the, the history, historical desire to hunt or need to hunt. Yeah. There's something primal and instinctive there. It's something you and I've talked about before when it comes to things like navigation too. Like there, there is an instinctual desire in inside you to want to go hunt, gather, survive, mm-hmm. do some of those instinctual type things, navigate. Um, so like not, navigating your way from Colorado to Delaware real quick. Yeah. You know? Like Emily would never do <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Give us the next one, Em. <laughs> okay. Next one. Um, guys and Emily and Kaylee. Kaylee's not here. How I, does Kaylee get a mention in an email? She, I like it. I feel like she gives good relationship advice. Is that why this is? She was on the last anonymous. She doesn't, she doesn't pull any punches. Uh, anyway, they say, I am dating a girl and have run into an issue. First, let me say she's perfect. Wow. She's beautiful and funny and we're definitely hitting it off, but she's anti-hunting, like anti-hunting. She's a vegan. She ain't perfect. No so, meat oh. of any kind. And I can tell she's a little uncomfortable with me eating a cheeseburger, but she's vocal about me eating ducks or deer or turkeys or squirrels. How do I fix this? Is she the one? Nope. Nate, Dumper. Bruh. <laughs> Nate, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go? Bruh. <laughs> uh, go for it. Uh, okay. <laughs> if, if this is your first time listening to it, oftentimes at this point, I would ask, if someone asked marital advice of any kind, I would ask, is she the one, even if they were happily married for 27 years? Um, in this case, I'm not going to ask that. I'm going to say, I think there's a fundamental problem with this question in that you're trying to, quote unquote, fix this. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing wrong. I disagree with her opinion and take, but there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't think the ideal of you trying to fix her indicates that she is the one for you or for her. Like, I don't think that's fair either way in this conversation. Emily chime in. What do you think? I think that, I think that marriage is really hard when you agree on everything. (laughs) Yep. It's still hard. And so, but when you have something as day to day as like what food you're putting in your mouth, that could potentially be a a situation to cause bitterness, resentment, or conflict. You're absolutely not equally yoked if you want to throw like a Bible verse in there. And she may be a great person. You may be a great person, but it's, you're setting yourself up to have conflict in your household three times a day because there's three meals a day or maybe even more. So like, I'm sorry. I'm glad she's cool. Be friends, but like, do not hitch your wagon to that because it's just going to be drama. You have anything to add? Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, the fact that he used the word perfect is a little tough for me. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I get it. Like she's probably awesome and amazing. And, but like you said, that's that'd be a tough thing to overcome three days, three times a day, every day. And you're sitting there eating a piece of bacon and she's like, that's wrong. In her head, she's thinking that's wrong, whether she mm-hmm. says it or not. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of friction. Internal. Think- that's internal. And that's like if she keeps it in and you keep it in from like trying to like, you know, convince her that it's OK. Like it like that's just a lot of internal conflict and okay tough let's 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 level it up throw a kid in the mix what do they eat right mm. 
Yeah. What do they they eat what mommy eats because she may be cooking more, but then daddy's sneaking them venison on the side. And now you've created a situation where you have a child lying between parents and a power inversion. And that is even worse. Yeah. I, I just think it's a, I think the ideology of thinking someone's perfect and thinking you need to fix them. Is that's it, fundamentally messed Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a problem, <laughs> and and I just I, I don't like the idea of trying to fix somebody. Like I, I'm all for supporting people. I'm all for giving them help. I'm all for, but it it's, it gives the implication that you're right and she's wrong. And I'm saying I agree with you in the in the idea of hunting, but right. I'm not saying I'm saying that's not a fair way to look at this discussion. So I'm gonna say she's not the one, but you're also not the one. Y'all just need to to high five and go your separate ways. All right, give us the next one, Emily. Okay. You guys tend to stay out of political conversations. Here we go. But much of conservation and what we believe in has to do with politics. How do you feel about the new president? Will you delve into more politics as the new administration implements new policies and begins to attack the second amendment? Isn't there a point in time where you're going to have to pick sides? Do you want to go first? Do you Uh, want me to go first? Yeah, I I can go first with that one. This question is very one-sided that I can just read into it. Um, so I'm not going to give my opinion on how I feel about the new president because that's not my job on this podcast. That's not what this podcast is. That's not who we are. We're not going to sit here and analyze every decision that a politician makes. Um, also you're making pretty big assumptions to say that this president is going to just automatically come after your second amendment rights. I mean, that's a large assumption in my opinion. Um, but also who knows? We'll see what happens. But I, for me personally, and I think I can speak for the podcast that says we are still going to stay out of political conversations unless they have to do with Florida wildlife conservation or conservation in general, like in America. Um, you know, we are obviously pro second amendment where love guns love to shoot, but like, unless there's like some big major issue, we really need to talk about, like we're going to stay away from it because we have a lot of friends and a lot of people that listen to this podcast that have a vastly different political views. Like we have different political views between the three of us. So in order for us to dive into politics, that feels alienating for people. And it just brings division and contention and stuff that we just don't need in our lives. Any, like we need a break from that and we want to be a break from that. So I think we as a podcast will stay out of the political conversation unless it pertains to wildlife and conservation in the state of Florida or in the United States as a whole. Do you want to go before I do? I think, I think my only thought here is that, the last part of the question is, isn't there a point in time where you're going to have to pick sides? Uh, and I'll just no. echo Nate's sentiments is that I don't, t- I don't, my morals and ethics beliefs and concerns don't line up with any one side. There's things that I love about bingo, uh, the democratic party. And there's things I love about the Republican party. And I can't, I, I am not a side. I'm a whole human. So yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm a whole ass person. I'm a whole ass person. So I I can't pick a side and tell you which side is right. I can just tell you where I align ethically, morally on each and individual issue as it comes up. Uh, Agreed. And I would say, um, 
I feel like that is the fundamental problem when Nate said that this is, I forget how you just said it. Like you just said it a minute ago, but you said this is kind of a one-sided question maybe or a leading question. Yeah, um, it feels lead. It feels lead. the leading. The problem is there it feels leading. Is, is there a point in time where you're going to have to pick sides? No, because my side is Florida. Like my side is hunting in Florida. My side is fishing in Florida. My side, there, there might be a side where a, a time where I have to pick a side between hunting and fishing because of water quality versus hunting access or something like that. Like I recognize those kind of things I may have to dig into, but um, no, it, when it comes to the second amendment, we're going to pick the gun side. I mean, I, Nate, Nate said it, we all have kind of different beliefs. I'm a, I'm a, I'd like to be able to buy a tank. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a no NFA guy, but um, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to go down that road simply because it's not, there's no upside to it. There's plenty of talk shows out there you can listen to that talk about politics that are a way more informed and B can go way deep in the weeds on this stuff. So uh, if it, if it touches on Florida hunting, Florida fishing, Florida conservation, or hunting, fishing, conservation on a national level that we feel like is important, um, we'll get into it. But otherwise now nah, we're staying out of political conversations. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. Go us. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Uh, next question. This isn't really something I ever hear you talk about, but who are your mentors in hunting, fishing, and conservation? Nate, you first. Um, so the people I spent the most time in the woods with when I was at an impressionable age was my father and Travis's father, Stephen Thompson. So um, those are my hunting mentors and Travis. I mean, Travis, he's a little older than me, so he was kind of Especially fishing. Probably I think more fishing, fishing than You're hunting. more of a fishing... I think you're more of a fishing mentor because we used to um, get up early and go through topwaters and stuff when I was like 12, 13, and you were 20 or 20, whatever. Yeah. I, but, I, think, um, I'm, I think I'm so, yeah. 12, 13. I'm 13 or 14 years older than you, so... Right. Yeah, I had my own boat when Nate was like old enough to go fishing with me and always willing to go fishing with me, so... He, he got oh, to yeah. tag along quite a bit and just annoy the crap out of you, man. <laughs> Nate is legendary for if you cast into a spot. Like if you, if you get a bite and have to rebate or something, his, his line was going to land there. Like from the age of like eight until like 29, that's how you were. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's been rough the last couple of years. <laughs> it's been rough. Um, I'll, um, I'll throw in uncle Tim too. We hadn't had an uncle Tim mentioned in a while. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was, was also uh, a mentor. I've spent a lot of time in the woods with him as well. Uh, yeah. I I think we, we talk about them all the time on the podcast. Like if you, if you listen to the podcast as a whole body of work, we've talked about uncle Tim a lot. We've talked about Nate's dad. We talked about my dad. Um, I can remember hunting a lot with my uncle Carmen, um, who I knew Nate's Nate's run across in the woods a few times, people like that. Like I, I don't really have people Beyond that, we've talked a lot about books, and we're going to talk more about books. We're going to do actually a draft of outdoor books this year with um, uh, some guest drafters. So we'll be talking about some of that as the as the year kind of unfolds. But um, those are really and and my dad worked in conservation, so so it was always kind of a natural conversation around there too when when it got into uh, conservation and and hunting and how it folded into fishing and stuff. But um, yeah, it was mostly family for us, I think. There wasn't anybody like, oh, my God. Like, we, we admired somebody like Flip Pallet or Mark Sosen, but they didn't really mentor us. Like, right. we, we watched their TV show or something. We were, we were familiar with them as we were with, like, a Peter Capstick or somebody. All right, Em, we got two more? Yeah. 
Um, the next question is probably the most important on the list today. Is Kaylee single? Uh, I just pulled up her Facebook profile to check it, and the status is single as of this moment Nate, in time. Nate, you have anything well, to add to that? Go. No, don't. <laughs> Me uh, neither. I'm can we put in a? You think we could put in a Patreon level where, like, for fifty bucks a month, we'll give you her, we'll DM you her phone number or something? Is that yikes? Is that getting into like some? So are we just like my sister's worth fifteen dollars a month? Is that what <laughs> wow. you're saying? Wow, I, I thought you said fifty. I said fifty. She's oh, worth well, six hundred bucks a year. So. <laughs> to us at least to the three at of least. us like, I, I yeah mean, i mean <laughs> bro. Uh, no let's go on we'll go, we'll go on okay uh last question for this episode what's the best way to get into conservation i see you guys go to meetings and speak and i'm a little nervous about that what if i say the wrong thing and mess up what if i don't understand the whole thing how do you know what to say and where do you find the list of meetings to go to how can i get more involved in this type of thing i love this question i've been trying to solve this question for six months yeah forever go ahead Get word vomit. Can I tell him what we're what we're yes. what we're thinking about doing? Yes. So you guys can't see it, but here in the studio we have a whiteboard, and we're starting to get very strategic about putting on this whiteboard. It's basically a giant calendar, and so one of the first things we're going to put on there is meetings that are happening for the month. And our idea is to back out of those meetings and do basically a Zoom call, um, thirty minutes to an hour to educate you on the hot topics in that meeting and like what they mean, answer all of these questions. So what would I say at the meeting? Okay, well, here's our elevator pitch about why this issue is important to us as hunters or fishermen in Florida. Where is the meeting? How do I find out about it? We can talk about that as well. Or we also provide uh, that information on Casa Blast Florida, the group on Facebook. Um, what if you say the wrong thing and mess up? Again, we're going to give you some stuff to follow kind of an outline but after you get out of this little call that we'll do hopefully you'll feel confident and you'll understand what's going on and why it's important and you can kind of put your own spin on it and speak to it so i'm like i think this is probably the most important work we will do is taking this stuff in travis's head and nate's head and educating people so that at the end of the day travis and nate are the only ones that can advocate we want you to be able to go advocate yourself yeah and two things hey as you said that like you'll see my name a lot on written stuff like the the real foot tragedy blog post yep, i posted yep, a couple yep, weeks yep. ago but there's nothing we publish on the website i don't think that nate doesn't see before it gets published so that's and there's, me a lot yeah of and you well you i i was kind of lumping in because you live in the same house with me but i try to run it through the team to make sure everybody's on board with what what we're what we're throwing out there but the advice I would give everything Emily just said is exciting to me and is stuff that we are working hard to try to fill that gap on. But there's a couple of things I want to kind of just camp out on for a second. One is one of our goals has always been, and I don't know how we got here either. Like, cause we started off like throwing the mic back and forth to each other, talking about fishing shows and stuff. Right. But one of the goals drafting topwater lures. Yeah. That we kind of, we've kind of come around is the idea that we want to inform you to make your own opinions about these things. I don't, I don't care if you necessarily agree with me on restricted hunting areas, but I want you to understand the topic as well as I understand it, as well as I think I understand it so that you can either shoot holes in it or disagree well, or form your own opinion or whatever. Um, it's never been my goal to tell you, this is what you need to believe on this thing. It's been my goal to tell you, this is what I know about aquatic plant management. This is what Dr. Farrell knows about aquatic plant management. This is what F3C knows about aquatic plant management. 
Now, how do you feel about that? Where, where are the holes that you want to shoot in it? And let's go f- see if we can find those out and flesh them out. Because you may think of something I haven't thought of because I ain't that smart. Were you about to interrupt? <clears throat> no. Okay. No, I'm good. Um, the other thing I'll say is public speaking is like one of the biggest fears people have. And I still get nervous going and speak in front of crowds, like no matter what the crowd is. Like I've spoken to, to college groups and stuff and I'm, I'm like my heart's racing when I get up there to speak. And I, my heart's racing when I get to speak in front of the commissioners. My heart's racing when I get to tell Emily good morning. It, it just like public speaking in general is just like a thing that you get, <laughs> you get amped up about and worked up about. So I get that, but the only way you're gonna get over is just to rip off that band aid. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I've sat through a ton of these meetings, and there's some people that go up there and say some crazy stuff, and that shouldn't marginalize any of them. I, I don't mean for it to. Like that's how this process works: is you're able to go share your perspective and your opinion for three minutes with these commissioners or your perspective or opinion for however long with these policymakers or rulemakers or whatever, just like we, we would not want to go past a vote without voting because we just choose like, Hey, this isn't that important. This is the process. This is a way to avail yourself of that process and to get involved and to, and to learn and listen. And sometimes, you know, I I have a lot of friends that have sat in on these zoom calls now and just listened to, public comments and listen to questions. Emily's done it. Like yep. when, when, if you're at work and you're able to just listen in on some headphones or something, you can really gain a lot of perspective on the problem. And then afterwards you can follow up with me or follow up with Nate or follow up with them or follow up with whoever I can connect you with people and uh, ask their perspective on these things and see what they think of them and, and kind of, again, flesh out your own opinion, your own take, your own kind of value system about what's going on with this stuff. But the most important thing is this is a great converse, great question because we need more people getting involved in this conversation. Like, like there's not nearly enough, too many people want to, we've said it before on this podcast, go to the woods, go, go to the, the lease and lock the gate behind them and shoot their deer and be left alone. And we're past the point where that's okay anymore. Like, like hunting's not going to survive. <laughs> hunting will become outdated if we continue to go down that road. So, right. um, I appreciate the question and I appreciate the, the efforting to, to want to get more involved. Do either of you have anything you want to put on top of that? Well, I think, you know, you're scared of speaking, but showing up is half the battle. So just being there and being on a side of an issue, like you are counted in the voice, the collective voice. So, you know, sure you can, you know, try to work up the nerve to get up and speak. But, um, until then keep showing up keep going to meetings keep signing petitions or reading articles or you know joining conservation groups and don't just do it for the magazine that's not that good do it for the actual thing that the group is fighting to protect or change or you know just keep being involved it's not about the t-shirt it's about the thing underneath the t-shirt right um all right i think that was a good conversation that was a good anonymous mailbag some of those i'm not sure why they were anonymous but i appreciate that i love the anonymous mailbag segment so fun all right uh it's time for keep and release uh nate we're gonna let you go first with your release even though i don't think any of the three of them have anything to do with the outdoors uh go ahead so um I'm releasing shopping, uh, grocery shopping on Sunday, specifically Super Bowl Sunday, because <laughs> we are recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, and I went to the grocery store today, and it was wild. Like, people 
everywhere. The aisles, you couldn't even get down the aisles because people would like walk up to a thing, leave their cart in the middle and like stare at the thing for like five minutes trying to figure out what they're getting. And there's a line on each side of the person trying to get by, but you don't like, you don't want to be rude. So you're like, uh, can I get, uh, it was stressful. Like today was stressful at the grocery store. Not into it. And apparently Sundays are like that as far as like grocery shopping because that's when people are getting their groceries for the week or whatever. Just not, I'm not I'm not in on that. So no, I'm grocery shopping on Sunday. I know you're on TikTok, Nate. Have you seen OMG Wicks, the the black dude from Florida that's always making fun of like how Florida Floridians react to COVID and the weather and yes. iguanas? Yes, and stuff? I have seen that guy. He he's like my favorite TikTok account because he nails it every time. But um. Like recently, there's been a lot of talk about Florida about just not wearing masks at all, and like some some places are losing their mind over, other places aren't. But today in Publix, Super Bowl Sunday, the manager of my Publix was like walking up and down the aisles, and if you didn't have a mask on, she was trying to hand you masks because it was nice. so freaking crowded in there. Like people were just on top of each other. Like the the, nice. the cashiers looked like they were shell shocked. Like they 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 oh. glassy eyed and like what is happening? It was chaos. Yeah. It's it is chaos. What is no? You can go last because you're gonna pick on me with your release. Okay. I'll do my release now. My release is also related to Super Bowl Sunday, and it is today. And I had the new watermelon Mountain Dew, which is supposed to be a big deal in the commercials on the Super Bowl. By the way, watermelon Mountain Dew. Yeah. So I had a watermelon Mountain Dew. First one. Will and I both got one. And I'm gonna be honest with you. It is like drinking a watermelon Jolly Rancher. In right. all the wrong ways. Got it. Okay, it's none of the good parts of that. Emily, do you want to? Emily took a sip. I just took to a taste sip. It. That's like the first soda. I can't even tell you, and it tasted just like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. And I wished that I was drinking because a little vodka in that Mountain Dew, oh my god, yeah. would be so good. But we poured it out. Yeah, I I couldn't drink it. Like it was like saccharin, gross. Right. Watermelon so, is not as bitter as they make it in candy. I think your taste buds are broken. I, they might be. I didn't cry when I cut onions this morning. Because you can't smell anything. Yeah. So really, you don't taste things the way they it actually are. True. True. There are three types of Mountain Dew. Original, Code Red, and Baja Blast. And Baja Blast is debatable. You can debate that one all day long. Yeah, I was about to. So, yeah. So, I actually like Baja Blast. But th- those are the only three that should ever exist. They should just stop right there. There's no reason to go any further. They've just, that's it. Done. Right there. That's all you got to do. I, I, I am a, I'm a, a Code Red Mountain Dew purist, loyalist. Right. And, and I will take a regular Mountain Dew in a, in a heartbeat. When I used to be very big on soft drinks, that was my poison of choice. But um, I just, I wanted to try the watermelon and, it was not. It I mean, was it's always awesome. worth a shot, right? You try anything once, but but it, it supposedly has got a big ad. We're gonna see here in a little while because we're recording this before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So this is like really meta how this is all unfolding mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do keeps really quick. Nate, what is your keep? My keep oh, is wait. the Delta. Hold on, Emily Whoa. didn't okay. do her. Whoa. Emily didn't do her release. Whoa. <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose. I was just Dang. gonna release. Uh, Travis was cooking dinner last night and he lit some rags on fire on the back porch. Whoa! It was dang. Not- you trying to burn a house down? <laughs> Here's what happened. We got the griddle, the Blackstone griddle thing I was telling you about. 
Yeah. And you use you can use a rag to clean it. Like he's a chef at a hibachi restaurant. Yeah, like I'm a chef at a hibachi restaurant. Okay. Like I wear okay. the hat yeah, and yeah, the apron yeah. and that's it when I go out there and, and cook. And that's it. And and so I had left the rag from that morning because I use it like three times a day now. So I left the rag from that morning just laying there and I turned the griddle on to go get the dinner stuff. I forget. Oh, I was cooking pork chops. And I, I turned the griddle on to go get those and it caught that rag on fire. And Emily was very, she was very distraught. Because I was it, not. I didn't even know it was happening. <laughs> it was like the smoker was running on the griddle because that rag smoked. I, and it I came smoked, out of the other room yeah. and he's like, did you hear us talking about the fire? Do you smell it? And I was like, no. <laughs> but yeah, there was a pile of sooty rags on the ground when I walked out. Wet sooty rags. All right, Nate, what nice. is your keep? I heard Delta. I'm so excited keep, about this. Yeah, my keep is the Sitka Delta wedding jacket. As you know, uh, I think I talked about how I got it for Christmas a while back. I've had the opportunity to use it a couple of times on some less than dry hunts. Mm-hmm. One of them, I stood at a wood duck hole while it was pouring rain for a couple hours. And then uh, taking Huck quail hunting this weekend, it was a little off and on, kind of rainy. So I had it on. I have not had a drop of water on my clothing, like my underclothing, since wearing it. The the thing it works. Mm-hmm. It freaking works. It, like it's just quality. It's quality equipment. I'm in, I'm into it. I'm I'm yeah. It's gonna be a, like a go to like outer layer for me for most applications. Uh, if you don't need Sitka waders, like like we've we've talked about waders at length. I hunt. I'm in waders 75, 80 days a year. If you don't need sick of waders, the best piece of hunting gear you can buy is a Delta waiting jacket. I believe that with Agreed. all of my heart, with all of my heart. Like, and I know they make it in other, they make it in the same material and it's still the shell in other flavors. Like a, there's a deer hunting one and a, and a, like a big game one. But, um, and I don't know what those models are of sick. I'm not that big of a fanboy, but I am becoming a fanboy. but no, that Delta waiting jacket's incredible. Legit. It's incredible, man. It's it's a fantastic piece of gear. So, Emily, what is your keep? My keep is... Make fun of my cooking. Beer can chicken on the smoker. Look at that baby dog. He's, Huck's here, everyone. He's huge. Yeah, he's there's just, a, there's a giant animal in Nate's lap. He dad to hold him like a baby. Here's the deal with beer can chicken. We, we've <laughs> done extensive tests, and it has to be Bud Light. That's what we've. That's what oh, we've. This landed would be on. a good poll for the group. Yeah, like what beer? What beer do you do use for beer, beer can. can chicken? And the other thing is, we have landed on the Rufus Teague made this chicken rub or something like that. That is the go-to. You butchered that. That's not what it's called. I think it's Rufus Teague made this chicken rub. Bro, I think, I think it's like called. a classic chicken rub. Nah. Anyway, it's Rufus Teague's chicken thing, whichever rub it is. But it's incredible, isn't it's it? Helpful. Yes, it's amazing. Every chicken we've done six now. Uh, I think we've done eight. <laughs> They're so good. We can barely keep it in, around because the teenager, wow. he's in here. I love, I love a good beer can chicken. Man, they're talking about so moist. Juicy. You want to use the yes. word moist? You use the word moist for beer can chicken. And they cook pretty quick in the in the pellet grill, like right two two and a half hours at the longest. Like that's that's about how long they go. So it's awesome. Um, I'm going last, and I've got kind of a heavy one, but we'll circle back to this later. Uh, Friend of the show, John Fury sent me this book, Rambunctious Garden, Saving Nature in a Post-Wild World by Emma Maris. I'm holding it up so Nate can see it. I'm holding it up as though our listeners can see it. You cannot if you're listening. Um, 
this is what this is what hooked me is she's compared to Aldo Leopold on the on the front cover. And I'm like, okay, Whoa. I got to read this. So I'm not through it. I don't know how I feel about it. It's pissed me off at least three times in the first chapter that I've read. But it's a very uncomfortable view of conservation that I think I actually like because it talks about the amount of time and energy that we put into fighting to conserve things in the way that they are against the changing face of what they will be. And so one of the examples she uses, I'll butcher these details a little bit, but like she's in Hawaii on a, on a survey and they've kind of blocked off these little areas that they're trying to keep pristine as what Hawaii looked like a thousand years ago or whenever it was 1770 when cook landed there. And it takes all these man hours to like go in and hand pull weeds and to, and to like doctor and fight back all this stuff that's happening there. And everyone that goes to Hawaii, like as a tourist, you're like, wow, this is beautiful. And you don't realize that there's a thousand non-native trees growing there Mm. and, and you think it's all native anyway. It's just kind of this thing that that does a, uh, as Troy uh, Barnes would say, it wrinkles your brain a little bit when you think about conservation and some of the stuff that we do and some of the stuff we fight for. And uh, like I said, it, it irritated me some degree, but it's also, I like that challenge. Like, like something we've talked about with the RHA before is at some point in Florida down the road, if you're going to be comfortable with duck hunting, you might have to be comfortable with duck hunting in front of houses. If at some point in Florida, the way climate, we'll say climate change for this conversation, it's not a political statement, but the way things are changing in nature, black belly whistling ducks may become the duck that we shoot in Florida. Like it may be the most populous duck across the state. It may not be ringers anymore. It may not be blue winged teal anymore. Things are going to change and we, we have to be able to adapt to that somewhat and still stay within the con- conservation uh, ball game. Anyway, it's an interesting book. Rambunctious Garden. Think, I'm sure you can get it on Amazon, but uh, ping me if you want more. If you want to talk more about it, I'll, I'll be done with it. Probably in the next week or so, and have some deeper thoughts that I can then argue about and yell about. I think that's it, Emily. You have anything else? Go Bucks! Yes, I, ho- I hope they win it. Super Bowl is tonight, so let's go ahead and make our fearless predictions so that when they're listening to this on Tuesday morning, we can talk about how awesome that play was when Brady threw the ball to Gronk. Keenan McArdle, is he still around? I don't know. Keyshawn, is Keyshawn still playing? Keyshawn John? Uh, Michael Irving. Michael, uh, 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 Mike, Mike Evans. Michael, uh, Mike. Mike Evans. Mike that's, Evans. That's, that's, his, that's his name. Anyway, you that's can tell that we are up to speed on the, the football things. And uh, congratulations to the Bucks on their victory, 35-27. It was, it was exciting to watch uh, all the way down to the wire. Tight. I think that's all I got. How about those commercials? How about those commercials? And how about the Man. Cast and Blast Florida, the group thread? We'll see. We'll see if we top it. Last year, we had 600 comments. I think it was right around 600 comments in that single thread on Super Bowl. <laughs> so, And it's already the talk of the town this morning. People were posting about it on the group. So I'm really excited. Well, let's yeah. see if we can make that happen. All right. In the meantime, y'all stay woke. <laughs>